Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Geek View podcast. Now, uh, hopefully, the first episode was pretty chill, and you're now gonna like I don't know, subscribe and listen, or just interested in listening. I have Matt with me here again. What up? And uh, yeah, we're kind of just gonna get into talking about movies of 2018, movies that are gonna come out. What would what would make a lot of box office money? What's gonna do really good? Just really cool things like that. So, uh, yeah, let's just get into it. I mean, what what major movies have you seen so far this year? I mean, this year, um, I think the only really, like, big one I've seen, well, other, well, I've seen two, and we talked about them both last week. That's uh, true. Black Panther and Annihilation. Um, so I feel like we talked about those a lot. But I feel like... Uh, what was it? And they were both very good movies in their own regard. Both had mm-hmm. different uh, targets, different audiences. Yeah. But, um, just in terms of movies I want to see, I'm actually looking forward to the Venom movie starring Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Venom movie where they like haven't shown Venom at all. Showed? Showed. Yeah, showed Venom at all. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling when I saw the trailer was like labeled teaser, just showed some action shots of uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy's face. I mean, I'm looking into it. I, I'm, I was looking at the director. Was it Ruben Flesher, the guy who did Zombieland? That was 30 minutes movie. or less. And I have seen both those. He's also apparently yeah. directed Gangster Squad that I've not seen, but apparently was not that great. Gangster Squad. Rotten Tomatoes. Gangster Squad was a pretty bad movie. Like, it got shit on a whole lot worse than it should have. Like, it wasn't terrible, terrible, but it was a pretty bad movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see, with that, how he handles Venom. Because, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a similar, like, story arc and intertwine with the, the, the Spider-Man, which I assume it will. But I thought yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming was a very entertaining movie. It's one of the more lighthearted Spider-Mans, and Tom Holland actually looked like he could be in high school as opposed to, like, what was his name? Tobey Maguire. Being yeah, who looked like he was freaking 25 years old, like, in high school. So, and, like, I just think Spider-Man's more of a lighthearted character than, like, what he's portrayed in uh, the previous iterations. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how this goes, because I know, like, Zombieland and 30 Minutes or Less are both kind of comedic movies, and apparently, mm-hmm. you do say, uh, Gangster Squad is not good at all. So I'm curious how the director handles this and if there'll be a lot of studio interference possibly or what the plan is with this because I, I feel like Venom is not really like a... I mean, I don't know the comics super well, but I don't know if he's... I don't think he's really like a comedic type of character, you know? I mean, what's your uh, input on that? Uh, I'm super... Like, I'm pretty excited for Venom as well. It's a long ways down the road. Like, I think it's coming out in October, but like Venom's the kind of person who in the... Ca- or the character... Venom's the kind of character who in the movies uh, has never really been portrayed, like, properly. Because uh, yeah. they kind of gave it a try in Spider-Man 3, and that wasn't even really Venom. That was just, like, a... What was his name? Eric from that 70s show, just trying to play, like, a evil Eric in a way. That's what it kind of felt like. It, it just... And also, it's also great, like, it's kind of interesting to know what, which way they're kind of going to go with it. From the trailer, it looks like they're going to go with Venom the anti-hero. As opposed to Venom, the villain. Yeah, he's kind of put like he's kind of uh, portrayed in both kind of uh, 
styles across the years so that he's been on comics. So I'm really interested about whether they're going to like start him off as like someone that you can, you know, kind of go down that breaking bad route where like he comes from a place of uh, like wanting to do some good or something like that, or wanting to like avenge something and he can kind of be on his side. But as the movie progresses, he becomes more and more of a villain and less as a less of an anti-hero. That would be like an interesting way to like, you know, make your protagonist actually be like a terrible, terrible person by the end of it. Yeah. And I think a lot of movies, people like to see that. Like I think of, I think a Scarface or um, I'm trying to think of something else. Like uh, movies where, like... yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I kind of get what you're talking about. Like uh, movies where by the end of the movie, like the protagonist kind of becomes uh, like uh, the bad character in itself or like, okay. Yeah. I'm kind of blanking on like uh, names of movies that have done that, but like, I definitely understand. Oh, and no country for old men. That's one. Yeah. The guy finds the money. Yeah. That's like another one. But not as extreme, I think. Yeah, No Country but, for Old Men is definitely a lot darker than I would. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be like, I would actually be very surprised if they actually went that dark with the Venom movie. But yeah, I wouldn't. Cause be, that's a, I, yeah, because the way they made it seem in the trailer it looks a little darker. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. And I think your idea would be really cool if they did something like that. Because, I mean, I know he plays anti hero slash villain, but we don't really mm-hmm. have a lot of feature villain movies. And I exactly. find them very compelling. Like, there's, they're obviously not like the biggest part of the story, but there's so much history in like the comics. That'd yeah, Because yeah. some of these like heroes are very like, I think of Batman. Like, he's a cool hero, but it's kind of like, oh, my parents died, so I'm gonna take revenge and like fight exactly. for the city, and that's like his thing. And he's rich and white, like that's his thing. But then like you know, thing like the Joker, like you know, like uh, Mr. Freeze or those other like quirky characters, like these like exactly. currently insane people. It's like it's always interesting to see these like, characters and they're killed off so quickly in the comics and the movies, I mean, the movies that it's kind of like disappointing because you want to see more of them. Like one of my favorite episodes from Batman, the animated series is like, it's not even an episode. It's like the episode arc with uh, Mr. Freeze being, uh, you know, kind of like the villain of Mr. Freeze being introduced. And like, then they bring in like Nora freeze and all of these things. Like it, it's the villains of Batman that make it compelling. And like, I would love to see like they, they, they've tried these movies but like we haven't actually seen like a full-fledged like dark villain movie and i would love to see that like i would love to i would love it if they kind of made me feel what i felt in breaking bad um towards the end of the show where you know you, you kind of like you start off by completely supporting walter white and you kind of just like this is just a guy who's been screwed over by life and he's trying to like leave stuff behind but by the end of it you're still kind of supporting him but he's a like if you look at it from an objective point of view you're supporting like uh basically like a a guy who's kind of been a serial killer in a way like because he has committed more than three murders over the show and things like that so you're supporting a guy who is essentially a terrible human being but because of the kind of character development that you've seen over the show it's just extremely interesting and like if they went that route with venom i think that would be that that would eventually make it like one of my favorite superhero movies of the year because there's a lot coming out. But if they actually took that risk, I would be very happy if they did that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it takes some sort of careful execution, but that would be a very refreshing change for superhero movies. Like we saw on Take Risk, Logan, like a different style, mm-hmm. but I think it really did pay off. I mean, I don't know commercially how if it was super successful, but I know like no, Logan, as a Logan brand, made- it's pretty big. Logan made a decent amount of money. Like, uh, I, I know that because, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I think it made hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, I don't know if it cracked the billion mark, but it definitely made like over five hundred million dollars. And it wasn't like that high budget of a movie. Like, it wasn't the size of like X Men Apocalypse or anything like that. So yeah, it was certainly better than X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. I mean, uh, like, I did enjoy parts of X Men Apocalypse, but I do see uh, it's not as bad as like. Um, I wouldn't say X-Men Apocalypse is as bad as like X-Men 3 or X-Men Origins Wolverine. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, I guess that makes sense. X-Men I, Origins Wolverine is just like a terrible fucking movie. I don't know. I always come in like, it's always on FX and I always like the end of it. I'm like, this seems kind of intriguing. Like, I wonder why it was so bad, but like, I mean, I imagine it was pretty bad if I watched the whole way through. Like, uh, there's some really cool scenes and I like how they kind of there's definitely some cool scenes, and since it's like, uh, you know, early Logan, like it's it's like when he's still got like his uh, kind of bone claws, or like you know the the, the opening scene of the movie where um, they kind of show him fighting throughout the wars with Sabretooth and things like that. That that was kind of cool, but then like yeah. some parts of the movie are just like the fight that he has with that like um, I forgot what the character was called, but the guy who. Uh, it becomes extremely huge, and he's like boxing him. Do you remember the scene that I'm talking about? Like, I can't. I think I know you're talking about. Yeah, it's like that. Really, is it the fat guy? Yeah, when he's like fighting the like the like this just massively fat dude, and it's just like uh, I'm just like, what on earth is going on? Like, what is it? it just it, it was just so off, and like the tone just shifted throughout the movie, and it just. It almost didn't feel like a consistent storyline. They were just like throwing in different plots here and there, and eventually trying to tie it together as like a, I don't know how to put it, like a a revenge story. But it was yeah. just so bad altogether. Also, I'm looking it up right now. X Men Origins Wolverine did better than, uh, yeah, it did better than uh, Batman versus Superman on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh boy, haven't seen that one. You haven't seen Batman vs. Superman, or you haven't seen... No, Batman vs. Superman. I've seen enough of the Wolverine Origins one. Yeah, yeah. I I have seen that one. I'm trying to think of which one I've seen. There's like Origins, and there's like the Wolverine, was it, or something? The Wolverine is the one where he's in uh, Japan for most of the movie, and it's like more along the lines of like uh, the Silver Samurai route, which Mm -hmm. honestly, huge step up from X-Men Origins Wolverine. The Wolverine was actually super interesting, and it was done by the same guy who did Logan. Okay, so I did see Origins then all the way through. Okay, I just confused those two. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Wolverine was actually a pretty good movie, but, like, getting back to, like, movies of 2018, they do have an X-Men movie coming out as well. They have X-Men Dark Phoenix that's coming out later this year. I did see that, but I've heard no previews or anything. Um, Following Jean Grey, right, and her Phoenix squad, is it, when I was reading yeah, like um not phoenix squad but it's kind of like all of the inner power that she has and they kind of tried to do that with like um x-men 3 where they kind of had her come back to life after or not even come back but like yeah she just came back as as like this kind of evil character and it didn't really make a lot of sense throughout the movie but uh yeah like dark phoenix is obviously a very interesting comic route it shows that she's incredibly powerful and just the growth of the character and things like that, like you know, it, 
it'll be an interesting thing to see. Like, I don't think that they're going to go exactly what was in, like, exactly the route that was in the comics. So I just want to see what they'll kind of do with it. Because it was one of my favorite scenes in Apocalypse was when they had, like, uh, um, Jean Grey's, like, character kind of, you know, show off her power almost. Yeah, she was played by Sophie Turner, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sophie Turner, Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And she's going to continue that role in this new movie, I'm assuming? I'm guessing so. Is there, have they announced the director yet? I don't know if, like, if anyone's been attached to it or anything like that, because the movie's supposed to come out in uh, eight months, I'd say. We haven't seen any trailer, nothing like that, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's suspicious. I was like, how is this possible? Like, it's just, uh, oh, yeah, it's directed by Simon Kinberg. Okay, so that's not bad at all. Like, Simon Kinberg's been attached to a lot of uh, movies, and he's a pretty good writer as well. So, uh, that's, yeah, I'm actually kind of excited for that. But he's mainly, like, a producer and a writer. I think this is going to be his first uh, directorial debut. Well, I guess that's good. You know, I like the whole writer uh, coming from, because he knows how to tell a story, so just sh- the demonstrating it, which I guess we'll see how he ends up doing that, but I think I like the X-Men. I think, like, the original, like, trilogy was kind of, was, like, okay, but it made them, like, in a mainstream to, like, available to mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. Logan was good. Um, and then, like, Deadpool so- kind of with, within X-Men realms was good as well. So we'll see how that goes. And now that Disney owns X-Men, we'll see if that has anything to do or affects the movie at all. That's true. I mean, one of the main things I want to see Disney do is like, I'm fine with how Fox is kind of handling X-Men. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, I really want Disney to do something for Fantastic Four because like, like, in terms of just comics, there wouldn't be an Avengers if there was no Fantastic Four. Like Fantastic Four was like, I think the first ever team of superheroes putting put together in comics yeah it's just had very little success as a film franchise exactly like the early movies have kind of you know they did pretty decent in terms of box office Uh, like they had some big names attached to it uh but it was also the mid-2000s and like those movies have not aged well either so like it would be nice kind of just see like some kind of uh i don't know like some something good done to like the that franchise so yeah definitely um apart from that like we'll just round up superhero movies quickly because there's a lot but uh uh aquaman's coming out also at the end of this year or towards the end of this year and they yeah yeah i think aquaman's going to be like a christmas release okay I've, i've seen nothing about it like i haven't seen any trailer or anything like that the only thing i know is that it's being directed by James Wan, and I do like his movies. Like he did The Conjuring, and he did uh, Fast and Furious Seven. So like his it's movies, quite a quite a range of movies. Exactly, and that's that's the thing that I'm kind of excited about because like he was able to do this like small, really tiny like horror film, and Conjuring was is by far one of like my favorite horror films of this decade. So yeah, I thought it was well done. I wasn't like in love with it, but I definitely mm-hmm. liked the casting for it, and I found it pretty good fast and furious 7 i liked more than i should have definitely more than 8 but i found it that was one with ronda rousey right to that if i'm remembering correctly but those movies have blended in my head like 
I think it's one I didn't see in theaters. I don't think I've actually seen a Fast and Furious movie in theaters ever, if I'm going to be completely honest. But yeah, yeah, Fast and Furious 7 had Ronda Rousey. I think Fast and Furious 7 was the one where they went to like Abu Dhabi at a point, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I thought he did a good job with that. Like, that was very entertaining. Like, it's like the stupidity and like just the low brow, like, whatever. Like, you very, like, just like like simple simple movie but very entertaining i thought mm-hmm. eight was too much the whole family this family that thing to the point where it became annoying but i thought seven was actually a little bit more of an entertaining movie even though it had similar like just like face palming gags and like just kind of very like stupid humor but i thought overall i found it like enjoyable to watch for the most part so i mean that's an interesting director for that i hope it works out because i know DC has been definitely struggling with their most recent releases. They also like it just came out today, but um, wait, wait, before I go into the other story, James Wan also did Saw, so like the very first Saw. So he kind of did start a franchise in a way that survived till today. Survive is like a off word to put on it, but like it's just interesting. He did two horror movies and like one uh, like balls to the wall like action movie. But they just announced it today, but uh, Ava DuVernay, uh, the person who did Selma and did, like, the new uh, Wrinkle in Time movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, she's going to be doing a New Gods movie, which is also for DC. And New Gods is, like, I don't th- we haven't seen a superhero movie like this. Like, this entire thing deals with, like, cosmic entities that are, like, uh, it's very much like a Greek myth, but with, like, a comic uh, aspect to it if that makes sense because we're talking about like godlike entities that are fighting amongst each other but they're all like fictional gods from like you know the uh, uh dc comics and it, it's just if done right uh this thing can be incredibly amazing so i'm super excited about that i don't know when this movie is going to come out or anything like that it's just that since we we're talking about dc movies that's one of the things that's going to come out pretty soon i'd say yeah, it sounds like an interesting concept. And I like Ava DuVernay as a director. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I've never even heard of The New God. So that's, I just saw that recently on your uh, Snapchat. So that should be something interesting to look forward to. Um, yep. But, yeah, Aquaman, I think, is a curious, is interesting. It's like a very, like, I feel like kind of random superhero. But it seems like, I don't know, I didn't see Justice League. Well, he looks kind of badass in it. You know, it's got, like, Khal Drogo from a... Yeah, like Game of Thrones, so it it should be interesting. Like, I mean, I I did watch Justice League, and I had my issues with it. Like, uh, honestly, if I have to be completely honest, uh, I like Batman versus Superman more than I like Justice League. And uh, I know Justice League did a whole lot better in terms of like with critics and things like that, but I don't know. It had a lot of issues, in my opinion. Like, and. What like going through that movie? I just felt awkward at times. I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. Things are not tying in. Storylines are being left. Uh, it just seemed like there were two very different visions that were being tried to meld in, and it came off as awkward and like kind of clunky. But uh, yeah, I'm like pretty excited about Aquaman because I, w- I would love for them to just um, I don't know the best way to put it, but like we uh, this is kind of a movie about like royalty dealing with like. I guess, like, two different aspects, and it's what I wish uh, a good Superman movie could have done. They kind of did try that with Man of Steel, and it worked to a certain extent. 
but like just dealing with like am i from atlantis am i from earth uh or not earth but like am i from atlantis or am i from land or do i am i a king or do i look out for myself like you know just dealing with like um a personal problem in a way that's uh, i'm kind of excited if they go down that route and don't make it like an origin story but make it something along the lines of like he's kind of trying to deal with like being a ruler of a place that maybe does not completely accept him because he's half human something along those lines yeah it seems like that's what they're trying to go for i mean i'm just reading the synopsis on a on a wikipedia but it's saying like oh uh, arthur curry the reluctant ruler is caught between service dwellers his own people are ready to lash out and invade the surface this is following justice league so i mean i don't probably know how that ended but it seems like an interesting concept kind of what you're alluding towards so hope yeah. it goes that direction because it sounds like it could be a pretty solid movie if it does well uh i think we've covered at least a significant amount of the superhero movies that are coming out because i'm pretty sure we're so obviously we're still missing out on like infinity war and then there's like ant-man and the wasp and things like that but like those are things that are oh and deadpool too there's yeah. quite a lot of movies coming out. Also, your voice is a little muffled right now. Okay, I'll yeah, my face. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that, like I mean, it's all already kind of known. Like I, I'm excited for Infinity War because like it's it's a culmination of ten years of Marvel. Uh, I'm not super excited for Deadpool too. Like, like it, it kind of felt fun the first time around, but like. If they're not really going to bring him into the X Men universe, but they kind of keep going to keep doing their own thing and bringing in Cable, like you know, I'm going to go watch it 100. But like, I don't have that same level of like excitement like I did for the first Deadpool. And, yeah, I can see that. Okay. And uh, the final superhero movie that's coming out is Ant Man and the Wasp. And to be perfectly honest, like I have little to no, uh, like. I guess hype for that movie. Like, I'm, it's again, I'm gonna go watch it, the superhero movie, and that's like part of this Marvel universe that I've been watching for the last ten years. But it's kind of just like I, I didn't even know this was a required movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely like. I saw the first one, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't blown away by it. I didn't think it warranted a sequel, but I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it was in Civil War, so I want to try to pursue that at least one more movie. Yeah, I I don't think it even did that great in the box office. Like it did a standard Marvel movie, but it wasn't one of the like their top grossing. It wasn't like a, a Black Panther where it's like, okay, he definitely needs a sequel. It's like that was pretty good. Like might as well throw him a sequel. Like I don't, I don't know. It didn't seem very well, super necessary. Like for me, Ant Man was a kind of movie that like if if you know I go back in time and I had to decide whether I wanted to go see it in the cinema or just like wait until it came out on like. I don't know, DVD or Netflix or something like that, then I would probably wait. Because mm. I, I legitimately, like, uh, oh, I, like not, the movie didn't affect me or anything. Like, I'm, I just came out of the movie, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a pretty funny movie. But that's about all I felt for that movie. Yeah. Um, so there, wait, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was going to ask you, we were talking about superhero movies a lot. Are there any other specific non-superhero movies that you're looking forward to? There's a specific one you're looking forward to most to uh, summer uh, winter. Of, uh, okay, so one movie that I'm really, really looking forward to is The Irishman. Uh, it's like uh, what's his name? Uh, Martin Scorsese's new movie. Oh yeah, I did. I did hear about that. And 
like I'm always, you know, I, I think the last movie that he had come out was Silence. And uh, that was, I was pretty, like, I, I really liked it. I kind of, I think I watched it on like a flight. So I didn't get to like really enjoy the entire like cinematography of the film and then everything like that. So I definitely missed out on like how beautiful the movie was, but uh, the story was pretty interesting. The acting was extremely well done. So like, but I like it when he goes back to kind of the kind of movies that he excels at. And those are mob movies and especially a movie with like, you know, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and like they're bringing in yeah. Ray Romano. Uh, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited about this. Like, I got, I love well done mob movies or I, I love just like well done movies of like, you know, the fifties and things like that. And like Scorsese excels at those. Like, yeah, that and like like the part is, is like in my top twenty movies of all time. So I'm super excited for the Irishman. Uh that's one then I'd say there's a um Christian Bale movie that's coming out where he's gonna be playing Dick Cheney. Christian and Bale's Dick Cheney, that's interesting. Christian Bale's gonna be playing Dick Cheney where like he gained weight for the role and he like kind of I think he, he's like shaved his head and everything like that. And uh it's being directed by Adam McKay, who uh, did The Big Short. Adam so, McKay is that those little comedy movies, right? Like he did. Uh, he did both of the Anchorman movies. As well. Yeah, and Step Brothers, and and Step Brothers, and the other guys. But like The Big Short, he, he directed that movie, and I've watched that movie like I don't know eight or nine times already. Uh, and I'm excited because like he does a good job with funny movies. Like he makes them memorable, and you obviously remember them. But he did an incredibly good job with The Big Short, and that was a serious matter. So, like, that's another movie that I'm super excited about because it's uh, Adam McKay is uh, directing the movie. Christian Bale is playing Dick Cheney. Amy Adams is playing Cheney, uh, Dick Cheney's wife. Steve Carell is also in the movie as Donald Rumsfeld. And then Sam Rockwell is playing uh, George W. Bush. So, so, so this is supposed to be like a comedy then, right? I think so. I think it's gonna try and become like a black, like a like a really darkish kind of uh, noir comedy, maybe because it's gonna. I know it's gonna be dealing with like serious matter. I don't think they're they're gonna just try to make it like uh like the death of Stalin, like the death of Stalin, uh, which I think it's out now. And we kind of looked at it uh, while we were walking past the cinema today. But like that movie is a straight up comedy, whereas this is pretty different i think it's gonna go a dark comedy or like just a just a big short route so these are two movies that i'm really excited about uh oh and uh bohemian rhapsody that's the movie on uh um freddie mercury and uh mr robot's uh, star rami malik he's gonna be playing freddie mercury yeah i heard about that so these are three movies that i'm really excited about like uh at least in terms of like the big budget more known movies I'm also excited about like Mission Impossible that's coming out. I'm excited mm-hmm. for the new Predator. I think they're rebooting it or something like that. A third time, well, t- second reboot, but yes, like I, I don't know if it's a reboot or if it's like a futuristic tale of them in the same, uh, what do you call it, in the same universe? Like they go back or whatever it is. But uh, um, these are some things that I'm really looking forward to. What about you? Like, well, what in particular are you kind of super excited about? Uh, let's see. 
Well, I mean, we talked about Venom already. I'm excited. I like Tom Hardy. I think he's a good actor. And he's one of the few actors that can draw me into a movie. Um, Sicario 2. Oh, shit. Cool. I completely forgot about Soldado. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another movie. That actually might top the list of the movies that I'm excited about. Yeah, definitely an interesting movie. I love the first one. I thought it was really cool. It was like that <laughs> whole... Uh, what's it called? It was that whole like... Uh, apocalypse now feel that like building a what was it drama or whatever it's a very slow pace but it's very entertaining not even that yeah. slow paced honestly it, it's actually yeah like i wouldn't classify i mean there's definitely it's not a lot always happens but it's got you captured from like the start of the movie and it doesn't let you go until the end of the movie so like it could be slow but you never realize that it's slow yeah and then um what is this? I'm looking at. I'm looking at these movies coming out. And I'm seeing. Uh, was it Super Troopers two? Little excited for that. I mean, I know it probably won't be great, but it's just one of those like entertaining movies. It's more of just like I've seen the movie before and I enjoyed it, so it's cool they're bringing it back. But it's probably not going to be that great because I think it's one of those like, crowdfunded movies. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, I legitimately do not care about Super Troopers two. <laughs> that's understandable honestly but it's just one of those things i don't know it's like you use like you like it or you hate it i don't I and mean, i just I, I don't think it needed a sequel i i, mean, I just they did it for the fans i guess but yeah like, just something i i feel like um zoolander has experienced this and like a couple of other movies have experienced this but like movies that were extremely memorable when they came out won't like if you put a sequel to them, even if there is a fan base available to it, it's not necessary that it's going to do well because of that. Like that, the fan base might be there, but it's like, it's not going to have the same impact as it did when it came out or the kind of movie going audience has different expectations. It looks at movies differently. It looks at comedy differently. Like right now, the biggest comedies that we saw in the last few years were movies like the Martian, which wasn't even really a comedy, but it had comedic elements to it. Yeah. Or The Big Short is an example of like a movie that took on a serious matter but had comedic elements to it. And these were the most memorable comedies. So like movies like, I don't know, like it would be like when they try to, yeah, a big example was Dumb and Dumber 2 and Zoolander 2. Both of those movies did terribly. Yeah, and I heard they were pretty difficult to watch as well. It, I, yeah, that's what I felt as well. Like I, I'm sure like maybe people that were huge fans of Zoolander still appreciated Zoolander 2 for the characters and things like that, but it's just it's a different type of an audience. So like that, that's one of the main reasons why, I don't know. I feel like it, it might be like a little off or it wouldn't have the same amount of effect. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I'm thinking about that. Like I thought uh, when they did Anchorman 2, that that was pretty well done. Not like as a st- not funny as the first one, although honestly I wasn't super obsessed with the first one like everyone else was. Mm-hmm. But like, I think they did a decent job at, of making it a little different because I know like Will Ferrell's in a bunch of recent movies and just I feel like his comedy is just not the same as it was then like people aren't trying to see that as much anymore mm-hmm. like that staying power um and yeah I definitely see what you mean that the whole super troopers thing is the whole like this novelty of it is the funny part but like you know doing it again just probably would kill it but it's one of those things you're just kind of curious to see and they're releasing it on 420 so not yeah, that, that would really affect anything. But. I'm not surprised by that as much because, like, I think it's trying to profit off of the fact that, like, 
it is kind of a stoner comedy in a way. So it's kind of like going to work in those terms where yeah. they can market off the fact that the movie's releasing on 420. And so I think that's more of a marketing move than anything like that. And like props to them on that. But like, I, I, I don't know, like 20 years down the line, whenever there's a, um, there's a movie that's, or 15, 10, whatever, like when it's released after a significant amount of time, I always, like, I think that it's always a little too late unless they try to change up the style of the movie in itself. Yeah, the first thing I think of is uh, the crowd, when they crowdfunded uh, the sequel to, uh, well, it was a TV series, Blue Mountain State, they did the, t- the movie. Yeah, yeah. The movie yeah. was really bad. Like, I love the show, but, like, the movies wasn't nearly that funny. It tackled too many serious elements that were just not there in the show because the show was so lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And it became very just uncomfortable. It was just, like, it tried to push this like completely like ridiculous like lighthearted show like a little too far for like little to no reason but um another movie i'm also it's coming out next week it's a netflix exclusive exclusive mm-hmm. game over man with uh the cast of workaholics directed by uh kyle Newichek, who directed a lot of the episodes and appears as carl in the show okay um, again this is more of just a not necessarily that I know it's a great movie, but more to like, I've, I've, like, I love workaholics. I like the type of humor they have. And workaholics is only like a few years removed from being like an active TV show. So uh, I, I don't think the humor will be dead. Like they had their whole, like, I mean, the show ran its course because, you know, like as any, most live action shows go, the actors just, you know, go on to their own projects. But yeah, it's yeah. interesting to see them all reunite again for a movie. Like every now and then they have a few cameos, but I think it has potential to be, you know, some niche humor, some like interesting jokes or funny, uh, like, like, I guess catchphrases would be the word. Like there's so many things that just came from workaholics that people use infrequently now, but like, you know, we're kind of like semi-popular things back then kind of like these like cultural uh like catchphrases and all the pop culture references okay um i mean like you obviously know a lot more about workaholics than i do i i've watched maybe like three or four episodes like it's yeah. never uh, it's never a show that i, I re- like really watched a lot if i'm gonna be completely honest so i mean I, I, it's kind of like um I guess for me, it's going to be similar to like a pop star where I wasn't like a, I didn't watch a lot of stuff that Andy Samberg did, but like, you know, kind of going off of the characters that they built off of their own comedy shows, they made other movies. So it might be something that I, I eventually end up liking a lot. It's just, I think as of now, I like, I have no idea about it. It's yeah, that's about it. To be honest yeah no it makes sense because i mean like pop star like i saw part of it like pat wanted to watch it one day and i i just find it entertaining like i mean i, I was i was a big fan of lonely island in high school i thought like what their whole comedy was like super funny mm-hmm. i don't know if it's aged as well i kind of don't think it has it's it's i don't know i thought it's like it's a little like immature i guess but also like obviously like middle school high school level but still like i think overall funny like i listen to on the boat and still find it entertaining and I think they had success with that. And then they had that sports movie that came out, I think it was last year, yep. like Cast Lonely Island. And I feel like that, I, mean, I haven't seen that, but I heard it was like fairly entertaining. 
So, I mean, if this other movie could go that route, it'd be cool because it's very low pressure for them. They have, I mean, particularly in this case, Netflix, there's like nothing to prove. There's no box office. It's kind of just like, do what you do. Like, just keep the comedy like as it's been like and that people find that you don't need to take a necessary like dramatic risks or anything. It's just like a, you know, a fun, lighthearted movie to just, you know, take it as it is. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's it's going to be a combination of, like, uh, I'd say probably people that watch Workaholics are, and are fans of completely blanking on the guy's name. What's the, what's, like, the main actor's name from Workaholics? Okay. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Devine. Yeah, that's it. I was thinking Adam Levine, and I'm like, I know that's a different person. <laughs> that's definitely not the right person. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, Adam Devine and, like... Uh, like I don't know, you. He's kind of in like uh, other stuff as well because I know he was in uh, Modern Family for a bit, and then he's done like smaller movies. Uh, he's done Pitch Perfect. He's in Pitch Perfect as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Like I never really got into that series of movies. I know that they they've already had three come out, or third one's coming out. Yeah, third one came out. I think la- end of last year. Have not seen it yet. So like I've never. I don't know, I never really got into it, so I never really watched it that much or anything like that. But, like, uh, I know him from other movies, definitely. Like, I, I know him from, uh, let's see. Okay, I think I might just know him from Modern Family and The Intern. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need, I think. I mean, he's like not, like, a super memorable character outside of, I guess, the Workaholics universe. Because, yeah. I guess, and then, I guess, uh, you don't watch Pitch Perfect or are not as big of a fan, but, like, he's definitely, like, one of the bigger characters in that as well. I don't know if he's in the third one, but he's definitely like a like a like a second tier major character in the first two. Mm-hmm. Like not like the guy they focus on, but definitely has his like fair share of big plot points. Yeah. But uh, moving back to other movies, are there any particular movies that you are not looking forward to seeing, or you like, well not you just maybe you won't see at all because they're just not appealing to you? I'm sure there's plenty of them. Um, okay, so like movies that I probably won't see in the cinema, and but uh, I might end up watching it just because I'm kind of curious about it. It's Best Friends. It's like Tommy Wiseau's new movie. Oh, I did hear about that one. Yeah, and he's kind of releasing it in two different volumes, from what I know. I think he's like he's releasing one at the end of March, and then he's releasing the second volume in June. And like, I don't like. <laughs> Honestly, I hate the room. Like, I, I genuinely like it hurts me to watch the movie and things like that. But like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not excited, but like, I'm in, I'm kind of intrigued by the the movie in itself because I did watch the trailer and it's very different from you know what the room was and things like that. So like, I don't know. You can probably talk about this a little bit more. Yeah. Wait, I don't know. Do you like the room? Like, do you watch it a lot, or are you one of the people yeah. that kind of like goes on that like uh, the yearly? Uh, well, like I, I don't know. Some some people have this tradition of watching the room once a year or going to those for the like screening once a year. So, do you actually like do one of those things or anything like that? Well, I personally haven't. I know Cena went once and I actually did meet Tommy as because he was there. It's really cool. Yeah. But yeah. um, no, I'm a big fan of it. I've shown like I've only shown several people the room. Like I've seen it. Well, I think I've seen it like maybe once last year, but I've just seen it like several times at this point. 
I mean, I know it's terrible, but I think it's one of those movies that's just it's so bad it's so good. Like, I saw Troll 2, and honestly, I did not find it as entertaining as The Room. The Room was just, like, so bad, like, just entertainingly bad throughout. Because mm-hmm. one thing to be bad, there's one thing to be, like, funny bad, like, where just, like, such poorly written lines and that it's, like, just comical. Like, it's, like, you really think, like, like, I thought the best review of it was, like, basically uh, Alien dropped on Earth and had a week to gather what normal people people act like and this is the movie they came up with which i think is the best like interpretation of that because i'm like literally like no one talks like this no one dresses like this hilarious but yeah i heard the about the best friends thing was like almost in the way like a redemption for wizzo and stero because they want to show they're not like just laughing stocks i know james franco touched on it i don't like i don't know if he was just being nice or whatever but he's saying that like Basically, Wizzo had one shot. He, he made this movie, and everyone just laughed at him and called him a failure, basically. He didn't have another chance to redeem himself. Like, he's tried other projects. But I don't know if he's really worth redeeming. Like, he's done, like, the Tommy Wee show, and I know he had some other, like, sitcom he was showing at his at the one showing that our friend Cena went to. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just don't think, like, he's really, like, a very talented, like, auteur. I think he's just a... You know, he just uh, kind of just got lucky. Well, not even lucky. It's like almost like unlucky in a way, like like infamous over such a like like low quality movie. Like the only reason people like it is because it's so bad. Which and that's funny because he wanted it to be serious. If you could, if you couldn't tell, which is very difficult from how terrible it is. But I mean, I I definitely would be curious to see this new movie. I mean, I it, it seems like they want to take this a little more seriously and produce an actual movie. But I mean, if we're still dealing with, you know, Tommy Wiseau's uh, emotionless acting and just, I guess, everything else he did, which was terribly done, then I don't think, I don't know what to expect. I mean, I don't think it'll be like a classic like The Room, but I just don't want to see a movie where it's like, it's, um, you know, bad, but he's trying. So it's not like entertaining. Like, I don't think he's going to make like a good, bad movie like The Room depending on how you feel about that type of genre. So like, you think he's actually trying to like, in a way, re- redeem himself or something like that. Like he's trying to produce like a more, like a slightly more emotional, but like a real film and not like try to do what he kind of did with Room. More along the lines of maybe like what disaster artists portrayed them as. Yeah, because I knew before this uh, movie that James Franco made came out, he was trying to... Uh, basically hold back another guy from releasing a documentary that was a little more scathing as mm-hmm. opposed to this, this trying to be more honest and a little more in support of uh, Tommy Uzo, but he was just trying to make sure this other documentary never got made. He was very, he did not talk about the room as a failure and he like refused to acknowledge that like people thought it was bad in a way. He just yeah, kind of played yeah. it off that he tried to do it. He didn't want to be like, you know, blamed. So I think he wants to redeem himself, but I'm, I don't know if like he will be able to it's it's just like some people have it some people don't like i think everyone like has a vision but it's like as as a director but it's really how well you can portray it that you know proves it like like there's reasons why like you know like scorsese or you know like like act like directors like that or like tarantino they have very clear visions and they're able to like execute them to perfection like they have their own like unique styles and they do them well. And like the, and another key is that you could go outside of your comfort zone. Like you could do a mob movie, you could do like a psycho thriller and they'll both be great movies. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough. And I don't think that 
I don't think that Tommy Wiseau is an elite uh, director, and I don't think he was directing the wrong genre or or if he was or acting the wrong genre. I, I just think like it's nice. Like I support him as an, as, as a you know artist. They get a passion project for him and Greg Zestero, but I just don't see it as like like maybe like at a like morbid curiosity. Like when I watch the Emoji movie, it's like I'd watch it, but. I just, yeah, I'm not super excited. I wouldn't go out of my way to see it unless it was like maybe Tommy Wiseau was there or something or like I had a bunch of friends that were like getting hyped up about it. But it's not something like, yeah, you know, I want to see that right now. Like, like I see what you mean. For me, it's, I mean, that was like an incredibly well said uh, thing that you just said and I'm completely going to shit all over it by like just having a very small response back to it. But for <laughs> yeah, me, no it's, it, it, it's literally just like, this seems interesting. I want to look at it. Like that's literally my reaction to it. And <laughs> like, uh, I, I think there's obviously like, how was I was like a very interesting person. And like, uh, there's like this entire, I uh, the best way to put it is like either a mythology or lore put together behind that guy. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know, like I, I would have absolutely not like, I, w- I wouldn't have given a shit about this movie had it not been for disaster artists. Yeah, exactly. I think this really put him back in the main stage. Like, exactly. Yeah. Show the movie, like the room again to my friend. Cause it's like, Oh, this movie's coming out. Like, what's it about? Like I nursed in the room. So it's like, okay, now I got to show you the room. Yep. So yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, okay. One movie that like, since we're talking about movies that like, I would not be excited for. I genuinely don't care about the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World sequel. Like, I've watched the trailer a few times. I've I've kind of, like, read what the story might be and things like that, and I have absolutely no interest in it. It just seems bad for, like, I don't know. Like, the trailer, the trailer was just not interesting. I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't fucking care at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly... I heard some more things about Jurassic World. Everyone was saying how shitty it was. But I found myself like genuinely entertained by it. I always liked the whole original story of Jurassic Park. I thought it was very like I thought it was like pretty well done and very entertaining like idea for the original. Yeah. But yeah. um no, you definitely see why, because like the trailers don't make it seem super exciting. And I mean the world, Jurassic World is kinda met with like mixed results. I mean, I'm not super excited, but I definitely think I wouldn't say I'm, like, not at all. Yeah, I'd rather like to see how it does, like, critically before I'd see it. But I don't mm-hmm. think I'd probably go on the way to pay for it. For me, like, after watching the trailer and things like that, it literally just seems like a disaster movie with, like, an element of, you know, hey, we have dinosaurs and we have this, like, lore attached to uh, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. And, like, But at the end of it, it just seems like an extinction movie and it, I don't know. I've absolutely like it, it's. It doesn't seem like there's going to be any real character to it or anything like that, and it doesn't even seem like I don't know. Like Jurassic Park obviously stood out because a it was a really good movie, but b it was just it, it just filled you with the sense of wonder, and that sense of wonder wasn't there in Jurassic World, but it was still a fun film altogether. This just seems like this almost seems like they're just going a pure action route for it, and that's one of the reasons why I have absolutely no real interest in the film in itself because the sense of wonder is gone that was attached to it. And now the sense of fun is gone. And it seems like they're just trying to like, I, I don't know, like just trying to profit off of just bad storytelling, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. You definitely, I think are 
hitting it right in the head that you know the, the like the whole like a steven spielberg movie the whole wonder and like the horror and the you know excitement like all these like different emotions mixed together was amazing exactly. the original so great yeah and i think yeah. even like with the sequels like two and three i still thought were entertaining like this whole like that we fucked up we had to go back and check this out it was like that greed element to it and like being pushed back into this world that like you know shouldn't have been brought back possibly the whole thing where they're all like oh we shouldn't have brought them back or whatever but yeah just the element of like yeah corporate like uh kind of like they kind of started to talk about like corporate greed and things like that and going off of i guess they were trying to like possibly i don't even know if this is right and i'm kind of just speculating but they were maybe trying to tie in uh aspects of like you know polluting the air and climate change because it's a cheaper aspect to just keep doing what you're doing as opposed to maybe uh, make the change over to green energy and kind of like dealing with that aspect of corporate greed and tying it into a more dangerous aspect of like bringing back dinosaurs, even though they were dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I felt like the original was like a whole thing, like shitting on science or it was like, Oh, the scientists asked if they could, but uh, if they like should, but not if they could or whatever it was. Yeah. And that was kind of funny. I saw it in a meme somewhere, but um, like the most recent one, yeah, it's definitely like like I know the old ones. There was definitely some element, but I feel like they were like very upfront about the corporate greed. The guys like, oh, it's our big uh, our big money maker here. This giant murderous T Rex that <laughs> manages to escape, and like it's a whole park and like the whole like the whole. I feel like the running thing about the movie like world is like, oh, that dinosaur aren't cool. They're in a fucking like they're in an amusement park. It's it's like uh, that was kind of weird. And then, like that whole like the the story with the kids in there for the world i really thought was kind of random yeah it was kind of pointless but like i guess it was like to kind of to stop it from becoming a movie about just dinosaurs there was an added human element to it i think that was just what they kind of tried to do but like i i don't uh i didn't i thought the movie was fun like i, I don't regret paying the money that i paid to go watch it in a cinema but uh there's definitely no sense of wonder that was there in jurassic park or like the emotion attached to jurassic park was not there that was a ta- uh, that wasn't you know that just didn't exist in jurassic world and yeah then, you're definitely putting that right yeah and then like i i literally can't give a shit about the new movie because it it genuinely seems similar to what uh the new king kong movie was kind of like and skull island skull island yeah that's it and honestly didn't enjoy the movie at all i, I i'm a huge fan of the massive monster films in general like i i love the the entire lore kind of surrounding like um king kong or godzilla and like uh just like you know these kind of like over the top but they kind of have that aspect of representing something yeah uh, monster movies but literally watching skull island it literally just seemed like all right these guys are trying to make um kind of like they're kind of trying to make like a human element to a movie about monsters and it's like let it be what it needs to be. Like you can see that you can remove the human element from uh, Planet of the Apes movies, and they did that, and they were so good by just focusing on uh, animals, and it's it's workable. So I don't know. Like this is going way off track, but at the end of it, I'm just not excited about the Jurassic World sequel. That's what I was trying to get to. Okay. Yeah. The more the conversation goes on, the more I'm like, you're making. Points. I don't know if I want to see it anymore, but um, yeah, definitely with those monster movies, it's agreed. Um, I'll tell you some movies I'm not excited for is anything with The Rock in it, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I 
Like as every preview, they just look so like just so bad. It's basically like we'll just throw a bunch of money at that at the rock and like the movie will do well because he's in it and yeah. i really hate movies like that and like they are successful which makes you like just be more disappointed Rampage like that... and skyscraper those are the two movies yeah those are literally two movies i was thinking of that just like like skyscraper it's just like a generic action movie with it except he has one leg and the other one is like king kong but he's like slightly smaller Rampage just looks so like, stupid yeah honestly like who writes this? Like why? Like I don't know. It's like it's free money, but it just like it really just like degrades the whole art of like the movies, in my opinion. Like I feel bad for someone paying for that, unless it's like somehow like critically lauded. Like I could not see that happening because I don't think he's like a terrible actor, but I just don't think he's like gonna you know not just because you don't win like an Oscar, I mean you're not a good actor, but like I just don't I just don't see him like you know making this movie like go up and above. It's basically like we have a Oh, mediocre movie. Let's throw a big name actor in. That'll sell it, and that's it. No, I, I think that that's kind of what I don't know. Like, it almost seems like uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson is definitely a big name. He gets in a lot of money, and it's a smart business decision to put him into movies. So that's what it kind of seems like they're doing. Is like they're just trying all these random scripts to keep throwing it at him, and like after you know denying probably like hundreds of them, he picks these particular things that are that seem somewhat interesting. But they look so bad. I mean, like, I, I was like watching the trailer for Rampage, and what the fuck is this? This is like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so bad, and apparently it's based off a game, which, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just absolutely no interest in this thing at all. Damn, yeah, usually based off a game is not what you want to hear for a movie. Exactly. Like, you know, like speaking of, well, since we're talking about video game movies, like. Uh, you know, movies that like are based off of legitimate like cinematic video games do bad, like Assassin's Creed does bad and things like that. And then we know what they tried to do with like old school video games, like arcade games, and the, the byproduct of that was Pixels, which is a shit show. <laughs> well, yeah. And like, uh, since we're gonna go off of that, the other movie that I'm not excited for, which I think is releasing this weekend, Tomb Raider. Uh, I'm just yeah, like, like I, I'm just like really. I, I don't really care about that. I, I've played the game and I love the game. Like I, I love the new Tomb Raider series, but it's like it doesn't seem like they're trying to add any new element to it. So it's just like, why would I go pay money to watch a movie when what I'm going to get is a lesser product of what I can already get from a game, and I get to be in that game if that makes sense. Yeah, because when I think of the original one, like I'm not sure how it did. I'm sure critically it did horribly, and probably commercially it probably did decent. But you know, it had Angelina Jolie like a huge actress at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this one, it's a more unheard of actress. I forgot what she was in. I mean, but... she was in uh, what do you call it? She was in like The Man from Uncle. Then she was a she won. I think she won an Oscar for The Danish Girl, and then she was also an Ex Machina. So she's had these massive. Yeah, that hits. was the one. Yeah. She's had these massive hits, and like I guess that's why it made sense. It's like it always tends to happen where like um, the certain people that do these like more dramatic movies, they get massive hits, and then they get offered like this big name, uh, either superhero or big name hero in general. And I think that's kind of what happened with her as well, where she did like the Danish Girl, she did Ex Machina, she did like Light Between the Oceans, and I think she was also in Jason Bourne. And then, like, because she was doing so well, they're just like, we need a new Tomb Raider movie. 
this person seems perfect. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, it was like when I'm thinking like all oh, like the rocks movies where it's like these are these are okay ideas. We need just a big aggro for them over. Like I think that'd be more the approach with Tomb Raider, although they might feel Tomb Raider's a, a bit of a stronger brand as opposed to these like one-off movies. Mm-hmm. They have the Rock doing their kind of like unknown names. Like I feel like Tomb Raider's around for a while. It's like Lara Croft is this like sex symbol to many people. Like you know, she had, the original Tomb Raider had this like it's like Catwoman where it's like they weren't good movies, but they had like you know big lead actresses that are like you yeah. know sex symbols and you know are still attractive right now. So it's like they have that staying power. But it's yeah, like, it was kind of yeah. like a, I mean like she's like a great actress. Like I like I liked Ex Machina. She did a great job. I, I almost forgot she was in that. I remember I looked that up because I was like, who is this chick? Because like, she seems familiar. But um, yeah, it just seems kind of like an odd movie to reboot. And yeah, I'm really, I don't know how much more they're planning on adding to this. It seems more of just like a, you know, it's an action movie to watch with a female, like leading it. True. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Uh, all right. I, like, we've shit on movies quite a bit. Uh like, do we want to just round it off with, like, 10 movies that, I don't know, the top 10 movies of 2018 that we're most excited for, or something along those lines? Yeah, we can do that. Like, uh, it doesn't have to be in an order, just 10 movies that, like, it doesn't have to be, like, 1 to 10 or 10 to 1 or anything like that. Just, like, pick 10 movies that, or, like, 5 movies that, like, you're just extremely excited to see. Yeah, okay, that's that works. So, like... I kind of have my list ready, and I can go while I guess you prepared the list because I know I just threw this on you. Yeah, now I need to go over read all the movies <laughs> coming out. I could do like at least five off my head, probably, but yeah, go ahead, well, you start. Okay, so uh, one of the ones I'm excited about, since you brought it up, even though I've completely forgotten about it, uh, Sicario Two. Uh, I'm super excited about Soldado. I'm super excited about Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I'm kind of actually pretty excited about uh, the Mary Poppins movie that's coming out because it's one of the only Broadway shows that I've actually seen, and I'm a fan of Emily Blunt, like a, a lo- lover in like a significant amount of movies. So yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. And then going off of Emily, like just uh, the actress itself, I'm also super excited for her like joint project with John Krasinski. The I think the Quiet Ones is, is that what it's called? Uh, that's another movie that. Oh no, nope, it's not the quiet one. Uh, what what was it called? Like the quiet. Uh, completely, Hold on. Completely blanking on the name for this movie. A quiet place. Quiet place. That's it. That's the. Mostly right now, that might be uh, towards the top of my list of movies that I'm excited about, along with. Uh, uh, Soldado, and I'm excited about Mission Impossible Fallout. Like, I just think it's really cool that I've always, I don't know, for me, like, the Mission Impossible movies have gotten better and better as they've increased in their number, I guess. Like, Mission Impossible 2, for me, was the only movie that was a step down. And then Mission Impossible 3 was better than Mission Impossible 2, 4 was better than 3, 5 was better than, and then, like, so on and so forth. So, uh, like, this is the sixth Mission Impossible movie, and they, like... I don't know what Henry uh, Cavill's role is exactly, whether he's like uh, the villain or the antihero, what exactly, but I I just love the aspect that we're going to have like Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill kind of playing off of each other. So that's something that uh, I'm super excited about. A movie that we haven't touched on at all, uh, Mowgli, 
it's Andy Serkis is directing the movie, and I think that it's going to have a lot of uh, uh, what's the term for it? Motion capture, where like all the other characters are being going to be done by motion capture. That's the movie that I'm also super excited about. Like that that's something I really want to see like a trailer on or like that, but uh that that's something like I don't know, I'm fascinated by and the fact that it's Is all it gonna be done in motion capture. Book? What's up? That literally the jungle book, I'm like reading the synopsis, it's like and Mowgli was the character in the Jungle Book, right? Yeah, yeah. Mowgli is just the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book movie already came out uh what do you call it? Um two years back with John yeah. Favreau. And then yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And then Andy Serkis is doing it, but he's kind of going a more darker route from it. That's what I'm excited about. Mm, and, yeah, that should be interesting. Like, I'm just a huge fan of Andy Serkis. Like, anytime he's done anything motion capture related or anytime he's been kind of involved in filmmaking, it's always ended up being a pretty good product, in my opinion. And yeah, definitely. So this is, like, that's one of the reasons why I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I guess I'm not really that. Like, I'm going to go watch Dark Phoenix and movies like that, but... Uh, uh, you might really like this movie, but Mom and Dad, that's a movie that I'm also... Uh, I think it's already come out, but it's its the kind of movie where I feel like it would be great for like a late-night movie, where uh, it's Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. Okay, all you need to say is Nicolas Cage, but... Yeah, and it's like... It's basically like the parents go crazy, and then the chil- and the parents are played by... like You know, the dad's Nicolas Cage and the mom's Selma Blair. And the kids have to survive for 24 hours while their parents have gone insane and they're trying to kill them. Sounds interesting. So like, so like it, it can't be the right guy to play that though. For exactly. Sure. That, that's exactly the, the thought that I had. And that's what I'm like, I really want to watch the movie just because of that. <laughs> and, uh, fair point. Uh, Incredibles two solo, a star Wars movie. Uh, I'm honestly, a. I'm gonna go watch Solo purely because it's a star, like it's a Star Wars movie, and then there's nothing really holding me to it. Like I would have much rather seen an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Yeah, I think everyone that watches Star Wars would agree with you. <laughs> He's a far more interesting character. Exactly. Like, and um, I don't know. Apart from that, uh, I talked about Bohemian Rhapsody, Ralph, uh, Wrecked Ralph Two. That I, I love the first movie. Like Wrecked Ralph. Was, yeah. One it's of awesome. my favorite movies is the, one, the year that it released, so I'm incredibly excited for the second one. And uh, two final movies, uh, like, I'm kind of just glossing over superhero movies because I know I'm going to be excited about them and I'm going to go watch them. But, like, other movies that, like, I might want to, you know, just kind of talk about. Uh, that leaves out the Borg versus McEnroe. Uh, it's, ten- it's about two tennis players. And it's got Shia Buff in it. And okay. That's one movie that I'm really excited about. It, it's it seems like a character driven piece, and it's ca- kind of got this uh, feeling similar to the movie Rush. And okay. I was I was like amazed by Rush when it came out in 2013. So that's one uh, movie. And then to finish off the list, uh, Creed Two is also coming out. So like, oh yeah, I guess I can add, kind of add that, but like, uh. I don't know. Incredibles 2, maybe? Oh, yeah. Uh, RBG. That's the movie that I'm excited about. It's a documentary movie about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And it's the one that, like, I, you know, I, I don't really know a lot about her. Like, I know who she is, and I know what she's done, and things like that. But, like, 
it, there's these certain documentary movies that come out that end up being like incredibly interesting about a person's life. And so like RBG is the other movie that I'm excited about. Okay. So I talked about a lot of movies, but like, yeah, go ahead. Like if you have to five or seven or 10, you really want to go watch. Yeah. I think I'll do five. There's a lot. And I don't know if I'm super excited about all of them, but okay. I'll try to do as many as I can, at least five. Um, we talked about Venom already. I like Tom Hardy and anything he's attached to. I thought it was like is a passion project. Taboo was not incredible, but it was entertaining. It was like a miniseries on Netflix. But it was like, but he was like one of the. I think him and his dad worked on it, so yeah, it was yeah. interesting to see like how he worked it. Kind of a a weird, gritty uh, period miniseries thing. It was interesting. He's an interesting actor. I think he's a. Uh, pretty good i mean i thought he was definitely better in dicaprio and uh the revenant but i mean it's it's whatever um what else was creed 2 uh, you mentioned yeah. that and i was looking at that i'm excited for that as well because i thought the first one was awesome i think that was my first uh what's the director's name ryan coogler movie that i've seen and yeah, I, was, yeah. like, I really enjoyed that i enjoyed you know michael b jordan's a great actor him and i don't even remember the female actress's name but they had a great chemistry Tessa Thompson, yeah. Tessa Thompson, okay, yeah. yeah. I thought they were really good together, and it was a, it was a good chemistry. It was a very interesting movie. Sylvester Stallone was also good. I mean, he wasn't actually well, so, Sylvester Stallone. No, no, all three of them are also uh, now officially like Marvel characters because Stallone was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Michael B. Jordan was Killmonger, and then Tessa Thompson was a Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen Ragnarok yet. But yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's nice to see them get a uh, further exposure. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh man, let's go through all these movies. Uh, I, I like how you attached. Um, you're just like nice to see Sylvester Stallone get further exposure, and it's just like <laughs> like well, like as like one of the most well-known people in the movie industry. Yeah, but he's someone I feel like that recently has had not as much success. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think he's getting more like he like he not director, but I feel like he's getting more like you know input in the movies. Like when I think of him, I think of just like some like one liner, you know, jacked like the hero guy that just shoots everything up. But mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like he had more of an emotional side to him in this uh, in Creed, at least the first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising we didn't really talk about, but I really did like the first one. I'm not sure I'm if the novelty will carry over to the second one, but I thought it was a cool, like, entertaining beat up robot movie that knew what it was and didn't try too hard, and it had a great cast for the first one. I don't like the cast under this one, but, I mean, I think it'll still be good, like... Like, I, I think I talked to you about this, but for me, I, I, I'm a huge fan of the first Pacific Rim movie, but the big thing that I feel is missing from Pacific Rim 2 is it seems more Transformers-like and, like... It's going to be a really stupid thing to point this out, but in the first Pacific Rim movie, the, you could actually feel the weight of the robots, like the weight of the Jaegers, I guess, and like the yeah. damage that they did. And they moved slowly because there were these like 1,500 tons of steel, like, you know, almost a million, uh, million like pounds of steel that's like kind of going down the road. So, um, like, I don't know, like, it, it just, uh, you could kind of, see 
that impact. And I'm not seeing that. It almost seems like they're plastic robots in the second Pacific Rim movie. I'm still going to go watch it, but like, it's one of the things that kind of like ticked me off while watching the trailer was just seeing these like Jaegers like fly around like they're toys. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. We're just kind of like almost like slightly realistic uh, <laughs> in the original, but um, I mean, yeah, it should hope, hopefully it'll still be just as entertaining. Um, I mean, what I re- I wasn't originally excited for it, but I know we ta- you talked about a, ha- a quiet place. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like the actor what was his name, John Krasinski. I haven't been like I haven't really seen many much of what he's done, but I know he you know had that Michael Bay movie, Thirteen Hours, mm-hmm. that Jack Reacher project on Amazon. It's never been anything I particularly drawn me to it. I mean, Emily Blunt's been solid; like she was great in Sicario, and she's been in a few other things that I've seen. I mean, I don't remember specifically what I, but I've just seen her in a lot of stuff recently that has been pretty good. So, I mean, I mean she's always down for horror movies, and I've yeah. heard critical reviews about it, and that's always mm-hmm. nice, particularly because horror movies now are either really just, just very stupid, like found footage, like just very little effort, or they're, or, they're like, smart and like you know play with the tropes. Like there'll be a you know a standard horror movie, but it will you know tackle the genre so well like with John exactly, Wick, yeah. where it was like uh, taking the action genre but doing executing it so well it's like yes all the <laughs> movies and done but it's it's been being done so efficiently and so well that's yeah. paying homage to the old ones but you know making its own lane no like that's one of the things that sold me was this this wasn't a, a jump scare movie or like it doesn't seem like one of those kind of movies but it's like more about like Almost like, uh, in a way, if you put like a horror twist to Fallout, I guess. Yeah, that's what it seems like. As the more trailers get released. Um, and then I guess uh, I'm just going to stick with five. Um, the Wreck-It Ralph 2. I mean, that was the first one I really, really enjoyed. I know mm-hmm. I know you said you enjoyed it a lot, too. I, I know a bunch of people I've talked to really did like it. I thought it had a great story to it. And I just thought it was very, uh, you know, very well done movie it's yeah. emotional at some points and i'm i'm interested to see how they do the sequel it's a it's a it is a pixar movie right it is a pixar movie yeah 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 so i know like, wait no 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 wait or is it just uh a- oh shit it was a, is it dreamworks is it pixar i can't uh or oh dude i am i'm completely blanking on whether it's a pixar movie or not I think it might just be like a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd be right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a Disney movie. Yeah. Okay. It's not well, Pixar yeah. or anything like that. Even though like Pixar, but, but like uh, yeah, it's a straight up like Disney animation movie. Yeah, because I was gonna say about like you know Pixar usually doesn't do as many sequel movies. I know Toy Story was a you know a, a one like incredible exception, and like, Cars. You know, Cars is a I've heard yeah. not as good. But um, yeah, I still did a sequel. But yeah. we'll see how it goes. And I don't think it should be too bad if it keeps to. I mean, I don't know exactly. I haven't even seen the trailer yet. But it's just like some of those things where I don't think it needed a sequel, but it was very good the first time around. So I'd be mm-hmm. interested to see it go one more time. And, you know, hope it's just as good as the last time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, I think that kind of like rounds up this year in film. We like covered a lot of movies from you know a ton of superhero movies that are coming out mm, yeah 
definitely want to see more trailers of things like that uh, X-Men movie before, you know, because that could definitely be, you know, on the list as well, or some other movies coming out. There's definitely a few that have been announced that just don't have, like Aquaman, they don't have enough out yet. Exactly, yeah. Like, I could, honestly, if I I get a similar feeling from, like, uh, Aquaman to the kind of story that I want from, you know, the movie in itself, then, yeah, it's definitely going to crack my list. Uh, It's a DC comic character, so... Like at the end of it, like I'm just partial to this, you know, uh, to DC Comics in itself. So as of now, I'm basically just waiting to see like what kind of a trailer they release because it is coming out pretty soon. It's coming out at the end of the year, but like that's only nine months away. So they should have like a teaser trailer come out by the end of this month. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for us. Like, I think we have like an hour and 10 minute long podcast. Or an hour yeah. and ten minute long episode, so that's uh, that's all I have to say. Do you have anything else to add? Well, I think we covered everything for now. Covered a lot. Uh, well, uh, hope everyone enjoys this episode. It's quarter to eleven now. By the time we finish recording this, so uh, yeah, that's about it. See you guys. Earl.